Welcome to the MX Podcast featuring Dan Roberts, the female fitness, well-being and holistic lifestyle show that helps you get the mind of an athlete and body of your dreams. Hello, so welcome to another episode of the MX Podcast. Now today, I want to talk about weight loss and the best way of reducing your body fat. Now, when I work with my clients, I look at all the variables associated with body fat percentage, body composition, weight gain, weight loss, and I group them into four key areas. These are exercise, nutrition, mindset, and stress, and I work on all four. So today, I know for the next 10 minutes or so, I'm just gonna explain my approach and how I deal with these four things and how I help create good habits to help create lasting change. Because if you lose two pounds and you're trying to lose weight long-term, there's no point if you're gonna put it on like a month later. So we need to make it a lifestyle. So let's talk about exercise first. Key principles. Firstly, I think building a habit where you're training every day is so important, not just for weight loss, just for life. You know, we're so lucky to have bodies. We, should, uh, we shouldn't take them for granted. So I think it's essential to move them on a daily basis, just like it's essential to have some fruit and veg every day. I think moving every day is also important, like a, a daily amount. Now, Ideally, exercise should be varied. I think a mixture of cardio and weights and movement and sports is all good. But if we talk specifically about weight loss, the way I break it down is with my clients, 60% of the time we do resistance training, 20% of the time we do cardio training, and then the other 20% of the time we play. And I think that 60-20-20 ratio I found to be the ideal ratio. Now, a lot of people think it should be a lot more cardio. The problem with that is, is you're just focusing on that session, burning calories. I find that after like six weeks of that, people kind of burn out. I like getting my clients stronger, not bigger, but stronger and more capable and more efficient fat burning machines. And I find resistance training, weight training, strength training is a really vital part of that. Uh, Other people argue you shouldn't waste time playing and it should all be, you know, 100% focused. Again, what that does is people burn out. Mentally, they burn out. Having that 20% playtime where you're doing random classes, you know, number four, or you do a little bit of ballet, a bit of martial arts, a bit of weapons training, a bit of this, a bit of that, just playing around reminds your body that it's that movement exercise is fun. You know, and if you just do the stuff to burn calories and just do the stuff to get stronger, it can get a bit boring and you're reducing and dumbing down exercise to to like a means to an end and you forget to enjoy the process. So I do think, I really, really believe that 20% is is essential. Okay, so let's talk about strength training. What should you be doing? Well, you wanna work on compound exercises, not isolated. Compound means you're working more than one muscle at a time. Isolated is you're primarily focused on one muscle. So for example, if we take like the bicep, you could do bicep curls, uh, which is an isolation exercise, but the compound equivalent would be a close grip lat pull down or a pull up because that works biceps actually more. You get more muscle fiber activation doing that than you would an isolated curl. So you get the biceps working even better, but you also get your lats working in your back and also your shoulders work. So you get a better workout. So when you're looking to lose weight, same as if you're just looking to get fit actually, focus on the key movements, focus on the big muscles. So for your lower body, that's squats and all the many variations from um, from split squats to sumo squats and front squats, back squats, overhead squats, there's so many different types, but squats in general uh, and deadlifts, basically anything where you bend your knees or bend your hips. 
That's a low body exercise. Um, and you're standing. I don't like using machines. It, it makes it too easy. And for upper body, we have pushing exercises. Pushing exercises would be like presses, be it a bench press if you're in a gym or press up, or you've got like vertical press exercises, such as shoulder press, and you've got pulling exercises. The pulling ones are rows if you're horizontal and lat pull down and pull-ups if you're vertical. And they're the key movements, pushing and pulling and squatting, essentially. And within your program, I'd say about two thirds of your attention should be on the lower body muscles because they're bigger. Uh, the glutes and quads are big muscle groups. Now, I know with Methodology X, we try to get women sculpted and lean without getting bulky. And the way we do that is we avoid working the quads because the quads bulk up really easily, the quads are the front of the thighs. So what we do is we tweak the traditional lower body exercises. For example, squats, we do sumo squats. Because when you do sumo squats, you switch off the quads and you switch on the adductors. So you're working the inner thighs a lot more and the quads work less. You're still working the glutes, obviously a bit more glute med than glute max, but you're getting a, a really good workout. I mean, I talked about this in one of my podcasts, actually. It's on YouTube as well, because I filmed that one like I am today. Um, and there's more information about that. But essentially, I just tweaked it so you still get the benefits of a compound movement and working the lower body hard without getting the downside of bulking up a muscle you don't necessarily want to bulk. Okay. Next, um, other good exercises. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've given you some examples. that Those examples I gave are actually really good choices. Uh, bent over rows are good for the lower back and also biceps, lat pull down, bench press, press ups, dips, big, big muscle groups. Don't isolate stuff, you know. Uh, lunges are great for the lower body as well. Um, I mean, my favourite is Romanian deadlifts we've talked about. The point is, don't do anything which is easy. Just focus on the hard exercises. In terms of reps and sets, you're looking to fit in the, uh, getting the 8 to 12 rep range. That's ideal for strength training. If you do too many reps, like 25 reps, that's more endurance training. Uh, you'll build up more lactic acid tolerance in your muscles, but it won't be optimal for fat burning or for muscle building. And if you do too little reps, like you do five, uh, that's more power training. Assuming you're training to your limit. Now, I have to clarify something. If I say eight to 12, that doesn't mean you just, I don't know, like pick a two kilo weight and, you know, do eight times. Oh yeah, I'm working. No, what you do is you find an appropriate weight where if you've trained your absolute maximum with good form, your absolute limit, like your life dependent on it, it would fall between eight and 12. Okay. Now, one of the things I notice the most in gyms is that people don't train hard enough. When you're trying to push yourself, you have to train to like 90, 90% of your limit, really. When you get to 100, form tends to go and injuries are more likely. So I think 90 is a good bet. Now, most people think they're training at 90, but the fact they're training at 60. So for most of you listening, I'd say train harder. You know, in my experience, most of us were a bit soft. Now, uh, in terms of how many sets, Three or four sets works well. Per body part, let's say the legs, you're looking around about per workout, like 100 reps or so, and you can mix that into two or three different exercises, maybe 150 reps. I wouldn't go more than 200 though. Uh, you'll be too exhausted. And training-wise, I like people training every day, you know. Um, well, let's say six days a week if you want a day off. I think that that's, uh, depending on the type of split you do. So if you do a full body split, training every day. Uh, if you do like a lower body, upper body split. I tend to do like sort of five days a week because the training's more intensive and need a bit more rest. But I'm a big fan of daily training. I think that's much better and trying to work the total body all in one go. 
in the world of bodybuilding, there's some different views about this. What I'm saying is a little bit controversial, but not that controversial. There's quite a lot of science suggesting that full body workouts are actually far superior. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, you know, obviously, I'm guessing the vast majority of people listening to this podcast are MXs, like you're doing Methodology X. Now, that's not weight training based. It's actually quite a variety of different movements. But remember, that's not a weight loss program. That's a sculpting and toning program. So if you're sort of size UK 18, Methodology X isn't really the right program for you. And hopefully I've made that quite clear in terms of how we advertise it. Uh, it's, it's much more once you're already leaner, then it sculpts you to that kind of Victoria's Secret, uh, Sports Illustrated kind of look, the kind of look which is the kind of clients I work with. Obviously, I train them for those kind of like projects. So a lot of Methodology X was based on that kind of training. So it's more of a, a sculpting and a fitness workout and also a bit of a mindset workout to teach you that you're athletic rather than a pure weight loss workout. That's why if it was a pure weight loss workout, I'd have weights in there. I'd have a lot more strength training in there. Okay, let's talk about nutrition. Big topic. And actually, in a few weeks, I'm going to bring in our, our new in-house Methodology X nutritionist, which is very exciting. She'll be on the show and uh, she'll be answering questions. Uh, so if you've got any questions regarding nutrition, please go to the website, danrobertsgroup.com slash mxpodcast. And there, there's a form where you can ask questions and I'll ask and I'll ask her. But that's very exciting. So uh, my views on nutrition is uh, the most important thing is to eat less calories than you burn. Obviously, this goes slightly in hand with exercise. If you're doing very little exercise, then you're probably going to eat, eat even less. If you're doing a load of exercise, then you can maybe eat more. But there still has to be a difference between the calories in, calories out. I like roughly 500 calories different, making sure you're eating 500 calories less, less like a, a small meal less than you're burning. That, I think, is maintainable. Now, for some of my clients, that's quite hard. So what we do is we do one or two days, minus 500, and the next day we go back to normal. Now, that is the most important thing, regardless of what's going on with your hormones and your T levels and uh, your bone structure and your genetics. All of that aside, doesn't matter. If you're eating more calories than you're burning, you're going to get fatter. If you're eating less, you're going to get slimmer. Now, my biggest tip for you regarding nutrition is to learn how to cook. When you learn how to cook, you get a better relationship with food. Simple. You learn what tastes good. Uh, you learn how when we buy food, like takeaways or packaged stuff, or um, when, we look at, when we look at the packet, we see how much nonsense is in there. When it's fresh, real food, you're, you're bringing goodness into your body. You're nourishing your body. And that's what we want. We want to nourish it. We want to feed it, not eat want to feed and nourish. Uh, other tips, drink lots of water. You know, um, most of us have too many carbs, so watch that. Don't have no carbs. I'm very anti-keto dieting. We have no carbs. I think that's why that works is because you eat less calories, not because going carb-free is good. It's really bad for you. And it's very hard to concentrate and do anything productive. Your brain runs off carbs. You need carbs. You need fat. You need protein. Most of us, in my experience, in the West have too many carbs uh, very calorie dense carbohydrates. So we tend to slowly get fatter as we get older. You don't have to, but that's what happens to most of us. Um, let's talk about stress now. I mean, we live in stressful times, right? Really stressful times. We have to find ways of dealing with this because stress happens on a micro level and a macro level. And if we let it take over, um, we can slave to, slave to it and 
We can't have that. Stress is a part of life nowadays. We have to learn how to deal with it. Now, one little tip, something I mentioned on uh, my Instagram the other day, was if you have a pain event, be it depression or grief or something really shit happening, like you just lost your job or you had a miscarriage, something really bad happening, that pain event, I shall call it, feels like it's all-encompassing. It literally is it's like it's covering your face. You look left, you look right, you look up and down. You can't see anything else because this pain event is just completely in front of your brain, in your consciousness. Now, we can't really get ourselves in a more productive emotional state like that. We have to somehow gain some perspective by stepping back. So how do we step back from this? Well, I think the best way is by having some gratitude, by focusing on what's going on around us, which is going well. Now, a good thing to do is completely shift your physical state by getting out in nature. Go for a walk by the river, in a mountain, by a beach if you're lucky enough, or in a park. Just get away from your normal place, be it your office or your bed, whatever kind of you, you normally hang out. Get out of there, go out in nature. Your brain is more receptive in nature. Then spend 10, 15 minutes just thinking about what's going well. Now that pain event, let's say it's grief, you know, something really shocking. Let's say like your mum died, something really horrible. That's still there. She's still dead and it still sucks. But you have a bit of perspective. That means you can breathe a little bit and you can breathe out and you can just very slightly still be sad, but it's not all encompassing and you can start, you know, accepting and you can start going through the things. You can start still going to work. You can still do other things. You know, you might, you know, might be grieving, but still looking after a new baby. You, you still have to function. You can't just let yourself go to shit. So, um, you know, you've got to look after yourself and people around you. So uh, we have to be tough nowadays, you know, and life can get really tough and we have to be resilient. This is something I want to talk about more, actually, in uh, future podcasts about the art of resilience, because it is an art. There's a little bit of science to it, too, but um, we can definitely find ways to make ourselves tougher. And sometimes in this world, um, it's toughness isn't really talked about that much. I do. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I think a lot of people moan a lot and it doesn't help. Complaining never helps anybody. I think sometimes we need to suck it up and get a bit tougher and I will talk you through that in future episodes if you're interested. All right, this links, you know, nicely to my final point regarding weight loss. I remember I said there's four variables, exercise, nutrition, stress, and now mindset. So mindset, you've got to believe it's possible. Now I've worked with people who are like 35 kilos overweight who are like postmenopausal, haven't done exercise in 30 years, and they just don't believe they can change, and they're hiring me out of a last resort, and it's a big investment, and they're like, you know what, I just sorry, I don't know what I'm going to do, just see what you can do. And they, you know, the first week, nothing happens, because nothing ever does the first couple of weeks. Sometimes the first three weeks, I had one lady, nothing happened for four weeks, nothing at all, and we were training three hours a day, because the body was so used to being overweight. But fast forward four months, she literally lost... I think, yeah, well over 30 kilos from, from like 95 to 60, uh, mid 60 kilos or 62, 63 kilos, which is amazing. But the first month, and I'm sharing this story, not to show off about how amazing she is or I was as a coach. Well, not me. She did the work. It's sometimes the body just holds on to fat. And if you're really stressed and if you, you know, if you just haven't exercised for a while, the body just holds on to it even tighter, but it will eventually go. So if you've got a big weight loss journey ahead of you, be patient. You know, don't think, oh, nothing works for me. Yeah, I promise you, like eating healthy and moving every day, the simple thing of eating less, moving more, if you stick to it, it does work. Just sometimes it takes time. 
That's why you have to make it fun. You have to enjoy it. You have to kind of, you know, fall in love with the process, you know. Another thing about mindset, you've got to be careful about how you talk to yourself up here. Now, sometimes my clients say, oh, this is going to be really hard to lose weight. Sometimes I say, yeah, you're right. It's going to be really tough, but you know, we can do it. And that's the right approach. I find when someone's like tried and failed many times to lose weight, that that is a better approach. So look, I, I know it. It's really tough, but we can do it. Just trust me. Rather than saying, oh, it's easy. However, some people, some people who've just like put on weight for the first time, maybe like they're 26 and they've lost their six pack or, you know, they just put on a dress size for the first time. And normally they just don't have a pizza for a week and they're fine. And they're finding now as they move into their late 20s that it's actually harder. For those people, I'm like, oh, it's easy. Just we've got to do this, this and this. It'll be fine. And I find that works better for, for those. But, you know, obviously my job is to slightly adapt the way I talk and the way I communicate to best motivate and put my clients in the best emotional state so we can get real success. You know yourself much better than I than I know you. So you have to know what works for you in terms of what kind of self-talk. Do you need to, um, are you an extra, an introvert, for example? Introverts, you don't want to share everyone about your weight loss journey. That's um, that's a bad move. But if you're an extrovert, it's a great idea because that will help spur you on. So, you know, it's that thing. You've got to know yourself. And the more you know yourself, the easier it is to make decisions. If you don't really know yourself, you've got to explore it. Read, study, philosophize, study yourself. You know, a life unexamined isn't really a life. All right, final points in today's podcast. I want to talk about building a routine and about motivation. Now, I've mentioned motivation a couple of times, but motivation is essentially bullshit. You don't want to rely on motivation to make any changes in your life. It's too... uh, it's too nefarious a thing, an emotion. It goes up and down, up and down, depending on how the wind blows. No, I don't know anyone, and I know a lot of very, very successful people. I don't know any of them who are constantly motivated all the time. Look at an athlete. The ones who are great athletes don't always feel fantastic at six in the morning, but they get up anyway and they put the miles in. They do the work. Same as people who run businesses who are successful. Do you think every morning they want to like go to the office and do stuff if you run a business? No, quite often they don't. Quite often they're like, oh, don't want to. But they do it anyway. Okay, You've got to get in the habit of just creating action regularly, which is going to help your goals. So if you want to lose weight, a good way of doing that is in the morning. Just think to yourself, how can I be a leaner, healthier version of myself by the time I go to bed tonight? Asking yourself that question will put you in the right mindset and also... It helps to, it starts the day with a nice routine where you're thinking about that important issue. Whatever you think about the start of the day, I think is so powerful. It sets you up for the rest of the day. And then do something about it straight away. Get up before you brush your teeth, before you do anything. Do some exercise, even if it's two minutes. It's the principle. You know, I'm a firm believer of this. Get up and do something. You could do an MX workout. You could do 30 sumo squats followed by 10 press-ups. You could have a kettlebell workout. You could do a peloton class. Doesn't really matter. At this stage, the early stage when you're starting your weight loss journey, the point is to build good habits. We can get more scientific about what actual exercise you do later on. Another thing relating to mindset, relating to habits, sorry, and routine is write it down. I think it's so much more powerful and you're more likely to stick to it when you write it down. Okay. Um, now I have my routine on my phone, but you can just write it on a piece of paper if you're old school. Doesn't really matter. A piece of paper on the fridge is always good. And just, you know, map it out. You know, plan out what you're going to eat. I think, I think that makes sense. If you're an overeater, 
planning your meals really helps. You know, if you're not an overeater, if you're under exerciser, then planning your exercise really helps. Obviously, there's, there's no there's no perfect once um, cookie cutter solution to weight loss. You know, there's a lot of books written about weight loss, and still a lot of fat people walking around. It's hard. It's a personal journey you're working on, and obviously, you don't need to lose weight. And you know what? I want to finish on this point because it's a complex issue. We have to be careful about celebrating being overweight and loving our body no matter what. It's nice to say that, but when you actually delve a bit deeper, it doesn't make sense. I don't think we should love our bodies no matter what. If you are overweight, for example, if you're very overweight and it's affecting your health, that is bad for your health. It doesn't mean you're unattractive. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that action is bad for your health. Same as if you broke your arm and you're, and you're you know, your bone, your arm, this bone here is sticking out of your arm. You want to get that fixed. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means, well, that's not helping you. Same as if you're overweight. Same as if you're chronically underweight as well. If you're severely underweight, that's a problem too. Um, so I think sort of getting a little bit less emotional about it, not loving yourself no matter what. I mean, I I don't love myself no matter what. I I, I like who I am, but there's things I want to improve as, as a person um, and also my body. And that's fine. It's, it's okay to be a bit discontent. Um, as a coach, obviously... I believe in the power of change. I've based my career on it that people come to me, they're they're in point A and they want to get to point B and they hire people like myself to help create a map and a journey and we go down it together and I get them to point B safely and effectively. That's a great way of living your life, having goals and thinking, you know what, I'm not happy now, I want to be happy, what do I need to change? Oh, I need to change my job, I need to change my relationship, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to get healthy and just getting on with it. There's nothing wrong with change and being overweight and you want to change that, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, yeah, don't, don't get caught up too much. Like, I love my body. I love my curves because it it annoys me, basically. <laughs> um, and I don't think, and secondly, it's not very helpful to you. All right. So another clearly unscripted episode of MX. I hope you're enjoying this. I prefer just talking to you one-on-one rather than having notes. I, I talked about this before. I've I tried, I think on the first episode I tried having some bullet points but I much prefer just talking to you straight and I'm sorry if there's if it's a bit convoluted but I hope you enjoyed it next week I've got a wonderful guest Kathy she's an ex-world champion fighter incredible inspiring woman and does so much uh, she's a great coach as well interesting lady and she's got a lot of good insights about about being tough in the mind and about life in general and about training so tune in next Wednesday And I'll see you then. And if you're watching on YouTube, see ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the MX Podcast. All feedback, reviews and social shares are very much appreciated. To find out more about the Methodology X Online Members Club, our award-winning MX Group Fitness Classes, or to join our global family of MX instructors, please visit danrobertsgroup.com.